You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome to the Braves postcast. Grant McCauley and Jake Mastriani with you after what was a very big win for the Atlanta Braves in the opener of a four-game set against the New York Mets. Atlanta's offense woke up from its slumber, at least as far as the head-to-head matchups are concerned, and they outscored New York 13-1 to to pick up a win in the opener of a pivotal series for the Braves, and I would say probably a pivotal series for the Mets as well. They want to be pushing the Braves as far back as they can in the NLE standings. Meanwhile, for Atlanta, these head-to-head matchups are like gold because you can pick up an entire game in the standings, and that's exactly what the Braves did to set the tone for this series in Game 1. we got a lot to talk about, what the offense did, what Spencer Strider did, what was going on with the Mets, and, of course, to get you ready for Game 2, which comes your way on Tuesday. Before we do all that, though, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Jake, we joked before we got started. I mean, the outcome of this game, I would say it uh, works for you, it works for me, and it works for the Braves. And they haven't had a lot of things working for them when they've battled the Mets this year. So this one was a good win to set the tone for this series. Yeah, and to set the tone for the week, this is a rough week that the Braves have coming up. And to get started off like this, uh, certainly what you would want, obviously – you know, we talked about it before that we started recording, and I talked about it on the my podcast on Monday, the fact that you just got to change the narrative in this series. Mm-hmm. The Mets have completely dominated up to this point, and so obviously this was a pretty convincing win for the Braves, kind of starting to change that narrative, showing, hey, we're not going to go down without a fight here, even if we don't come back and win the division, letting you know we face you in the postseason. We got a team that can go up against you and win. Yeah, and the Braves have shown that. And if you'll recall, and I'm sure a lot of Braves fans tuned into this will recall, the Braves were pretty good at killing narratives last year, and they'd like that to carry right on over into 2022. Mets have had their number in this season series, but the Braves had the Mets number on a rainy night at Truist Park. Let's talk about it. Game number 117, the first of the four-game set against the Mets, who dropped to 75-41, and just a run on seven hits, one error, seven men left on base. Braves now 71-46, and 13 runs on 15 hits, one error and six men left aboard. Spencer Strider picked up the win. We're going to talk about that a good bit because Spencer Strider and the New York Mets seemed to go together like oil and water last time out. That changed a little bit today, though we had a little bit more water than we wanted at the park. Seven and four is Strider. Carlos Carrasco, shame for him. He's 13 and five on the year, not just that he took the loss, but also after the rain delay, he had to leave the game early with some left side tightness. So the Mets lose one of their key starters. We'll uh, look for an update on him at some point in the series as well. No save in the game. Three hours, 18 minutes, plus a 55-minute delay. 38,380 were on hand to see it. The Braves hit three home runs. Set the tone offensively, I felt like, in that second inning with the back-to-back home runs from William Contreras and Eddie Rosario. Also, a three-run homer late as an exclamation point from Travis Darno, who was back in the lineup. We'll get to Spencer Strider in a moment, but Jake, the Braves' offense, it's kind of been you know, feast or famine a lot with these games against the New York Mets. And to come out and score in the ways they did, yes, they hit the three homers, but an eight-run inning that they piled up there uh, in the sixth, that was the Braves really manufacturing those runs and, as they like to say, keeping the line moving. Yeah, like you said, the scoring got started a couple back-to-back home runs, but after that, it was really just, you know, adding on, hitting, you know, hitting with runners in scoring position, seven for 14 with runners in scoring position in this game. And I think you really just saw – a different approach from this Braves really since that series in New York, I thought all last week and especially tonight, I thought you saw a change in approach. They made Carrasco throw 51 pitches 
in two innings. And like you said, unfortunate that, you know, it looked like he ended up getting injured after that rain delay. You hate yeah. any type of rain delay in the middle of a game. Hopefully he's okay. Um, but even before that, the Braves were making him work. I don't know how long he was going to be around in that game regardless. So I think you just kind of saw that change of approach until Darren Ruff came in in the last two innings and then approaches went out the window. But for the most part, you know, 13 runs, 15 hits, three walks, and just four strikeouts. Again, you've been seeing that trend more lately with this Braves offense, having a better approach, better game plan at the plate, putting the ball in play. And that's what we're looking for right now as you kind of move into this postseason mindset that the Braves really need to have down the stretch that I thought they had last postseason. We really haven't seen it at all times throughout this season, but I think we are starting to see that here a lot more lately. Yeah, it's kind of been, pardon the pun, hit or miss when it came to the Braves playing the kind of offensive games that you feel like they need to show a little bit more, and that is some patience. That is the ability to work at bats, and when the Braves are going well, they do that. They may be aggressive. They may hit a bunch of home runs. They may strike out, but the Braves can work some pitch counts up, and we've seen that when they are going at their best, as you alluded to in the postseason last year, they were able to do that quite a bit. We'll talk a little bit more about the Braves offense. We'll talk about the performance of Spencer Strider. Before we do, though, I want to remind you that Coffee AM is the official sponsor of the Braves postcast. Uh, Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster. And if you go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today, you can take a look at their full menu of items. they got coffees, teas, gift sets, all kinds of good stuff. Coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on. You'll get 15% off your first order. Make sure you check them out. It's how I start my day. So you should start your day as well. And after a long night with a game and a rain delay, I might need an extra cup of Coffee AM tomorrow. Coffee AM is the best small batch coffee roaster in America. And again, the official sponsor of the Braves postcast. As, as far as the offense is concerned, they woke up on the right side of the bed with the right cup of Coffee AM, I guess, as well. We talked about that eight-run sixth inning a little bit and the way that the Braves did it. The three-run homers, or excuse me, the three home runs in this game, including a three-run homer from Travis Darnot, Great to see him back in the lineup. The Braves, Brian Snitker said he felt like they dodged a bullet in not losing Darno to an injury in that Mets series. I heard from Travis before the game, and he said he feels like that play at home plate could have been an absolute disaster for him against Pete Alonso back up in New York. So he is very happy to be back in the lineup after only missing a few days. Uh, felt like running, all of those things are working out pretty well. So, of course, he comes back and gets hit by a pitch in the first game back for the three-run homer. Good to see, and in the same game as William Contreras. So I'd be remiss not to tell you, the Braves catching tandem, and this is mostly their work behind the plate, mind you, has its 28 home runs combined this year. That, as they say, will play. Yeah, Chadwick Trout, throw him in there as well, right? There's a double machine, right? <laughs> the other night, I mean, it's really incredible, and you're right. I mean, Travis Darno could have been a very serious injury with what happened to Pete Alonso, and just great to see him back again. We talked about it. I really feel like he's kind of become that leader on this Braves team. You know, I think Dancy Swanson is that as well. Mm -hmm. I think Ozzy Albies, you know, and not for the injury. I think he would have been one of those guys as well. But what Darno did for you in the postseason last year, I don't think gets enough recognition. Starting playing every game, the pitching staff, incredible what he's doing, calling a game. Yeah, I mean, he really is a, a key cog behind the plate. And I think William Contreras has done a great job there this year as well. But uh, what Travis Darno means to this team, so great to have him back. Got that three-run homer, like you said. A little bit of a scare there, getting hit on the wrist. I mean, mm -hmm. he's just, uh, you know, that's part of it. Being a catcher, obviously, you don't want to get hit by the pitchers. You're taking mostly foul balls off of you. But, uh, I mean, he is, you know, obviously a glue, a glue to this Braves team and glad mm -hmm. to see him back and healthy. Yeah, call him a glue guy for sure. And what he and my guy, Wild Bill Contreras, have done this year has been help lead a Braves pitching staff 
behind the plate and also come up with some big hits at the plate as well. Uh, as far as the rest of the offense, before we turn the page to Spencer Strider, Ronald Acuna Jr., three for five, three doubles. The first one was a misplay in left field. I guess it got up there and in kind of the, the twilight sky, and it was unable to be tracked by Mark Canna. That led to a run scoring. That was the kind of luck that the Braves were having early. They haven't had a lot of that against the New York Mets. They'll certainly take it. Ronald's other doubles, very traditional. Uh, he was three for five. He's got 19 hits in his last 12 games. He's absolutely heating up. Dansby Swanson, I've talked about this on Battery Power. I've talked about this on From the Diamond. I know you and I have talked about this. Dansby didn't have the kind of series he wanted to have against the Mets at City Field last week. Uh, the hits weren't there. The strikeouts were there. The fielding wasn't there. But tonight, three for four, he knocked in three runs, got hit in the face by his own helmet, sliding into second base in his first at bat. So you know, it looked like one of those nights where, oh, no, have you suffered an injury to one of your key players in the first game of a series? Much like the Darno thing, a little bit of a scare. Every man in the starting lineup had at least one hit, scored at least one run. So when you talk about a team, a collaborative effort of what the Braves offense can be when it's all going right, I think this was that kind of night, whether it was the guys I mentioned, Vaughn Grissom, two more hits. Michael Harris had some big hits and big plays in this game. It was just really all working for the Braves offense. And again, not to belabor the point, that just really hasn't been the case against the New York Mets because they do have a great pitching staff and they have seemed to have the Braves number more times than not, offensively speaking. Yeah, we've talked about it. Look, when the Braves offense is clicking one through nine like this, I mean, they're a very dangerous offense, one of the best in baseball. But for me, Acuna remains the key. And yeah, he had that lucky, you know, bloop double that got lost in the sky there. But to me, it was the at bat in that eight run sixth inning where that that ball that he hit a couple of weeks ago, it's a ground out to shortstop, mm -hmm. but he's able to get under it, get some lift on it, drive it into the left center field gap. That's the difference you're seeing in Acuna here over the last week or so. And that to me is very important and very key for this Braves offense down the stretch because you know it as well as I do when he's going, this Braves offense just gets to another gear. He gets on base, he scores. And with what Grissom and Harris are doing at the bottom of the order, I mean, it really just makes that a very dangerous part of the lineup. It certainly does. And this was one through nine, a very balanced attack for the Braves. If there was one little bit of bad news, we talked about a couple of injury scares here or there. Uh, Eddie Rosario did have to leave the game with some hamstring tightness. Hopefully that's a precautionary move and Eddie will be available to the Braves for the remainder of this series. But that was a note worth throwing in there. Atlanta's offense, meanwhile, the 13 runs they scored, this is that ties for the most the Mets have allowed all season long. It's happened three times, all in losses, obviously. But uh, for the Braves to notch their name up on that list, that's certainly uh, as far as setting a tone for a series, something I'm sure the Braves don't mind uh, being a byproduct of all the good offensive play they had going on. Now let's talk about Spencer Strider because we know there was a little bit of what I would call bulletin board material after his last start against the Mets because they were grinding out at bats. Yes, C.B. Buckner was behind home plate, and that is usually not ideal for pitchers or hitters alike. But uh, that aside, Spencer Strider really could not find a way to put away Mets hitters last time out. I thought that he did a great job of it this time around. Fastball slider is really what he's going to be working on. He did throw a couple of change-ups here and there, but I just felt like he attacked the zone and was able to get the results that he's more accustomed to. And props to him for coming out after a one-hour rain delay for him because it was a few more minutes for Spencer from the last time he was on the mound. He threw an inning in between to keep himself warmed up, but what a performance by Spencer Strider when really the conditions and the lineup were not usually found to be to his liking. Yeah, I mean, just really incredible. And look, I, we talked about it the other day. I didn't necessarily agree with his comments that he said. Sure. Whether right or wrong, you just can't say that. And for him exactly. to come back out and, and just do what he did, 
Um, I mean, truly incredible. A 21-pitch first inning. Look, the Mets were doing the same thing to mm-hmm. him that they did before. This time, he just didn't let it get to him, and he just went back and continued to throw strikes. And that's really what I thought Strider would do on this night, like I talked about yesterday. I, I felt very comfortable with him in this outing. I hate the rain delay. Probably cost him a, another inning there. Would have yes. loved to have seen that from him. Still, after the 21-pitch first pitch, 21 pitch first inning, still got through five, only throwing 87 pitches, 11 of 19 first-pitch strikes. But in that third inning after the rain delay, he didn't throw a first pitch strike to any batter in that inning. Rain delay may have had something to do with that. But outside of that, was very much attacking the zone, getting ahead of hitters, and then able to put them away. 56 strikes, 31 balls. So, uh, look, a great approach by Spencer Strider. I, again, I was very confident he could come out and do this and show the type of pitcher that he is and kind of change his approach. You know he wants that strikeout. Yep. Most nights he's going to get those strikeouts. This Mets lineup is not going to give those to you. So you have to find other ways to find ways to get outs to let them put the ball in play. And I thought he did a great job of just adjusting his game to that. Yeah. I mean, you can allow them to get out by putting the ball in play. I know Spencer Strider averages, you know, has one of the best strikeouts per nine in all of baseball by just about any starting pitcher that you'll find. But, you know, this night, four strikeouts, only one walk, only three hits allowed. The run that was scored, I thought Ronald Acuna Jr., I guess, contributed to that. It was an earned run, but either way, that was about the only hard-hit ball that eluded a Braves fielder on this night. So you'll take that. Five innings of one-run ball, 87 pitches, and, and plus you know whatever he threw in the middle of that 55-minute official rain delay to keep himself ready to go back out there. I thought there were a few different ways that Spencer Strider helped the Braves win on this night, and being able to come back out there and give them five innings of one-run ball was a big deal as the Braves' offense woke up and did the things it needed to do to back up that performance. Let's get you set up for game two of this series. Before we do, though, I want to remind you to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more, and this podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. Use the code Locked On. That is code Locked On. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever peace and go to BlueNile.com today. Game two of this series, Charlie Morton's five and five, a 426 ERA. Taiwan Walker, 10 and three, a 343 ERA. But I would say well, about half a run or maybe more of that ERA was thanks to the Braves last time out. They tagged him for eight earned runs up at City Field. What do you look for out of this pitching matchup, Jake? Yeah, for me, I'm I'm more so looking at the Braves offense, and we've seen them put up runs like this in games, and then the next day come out and really just struggle to score. I want to see if they can come back out the next day and still have those same type of at bats and intensity and really, you know, just continue to get after it against Taiwan Walker, who very good pitcher and a very good pitching mm-hmm. staff, but probably the the number five guy on a very good Mets pitching staff. It's a guy that you really need to try to get after. And then Charlie Morton, we've talked about the inconsistencies, really start to start, sometimes inning to inning. Really want to see him put it together. He's given up nine earned runs and two starts against the Mets this year, three home runs against them last time out. So hopefully we get to see the good at Charlie on this on on this day, and hopefully the Braves offense continues to put up good at-bats and put up big numbers as well. Yeah, you take the big numbers, the crooked numbers, as they call them. The Braves would like to see a few of those. Charlie Morton would like to see a few of those. He didn't get to pitch on his bobblehead night, which was the game one of this series, but you know, 15,000 fans received those Charlie Morton bobbleheads, and Perhaps he can celebrate, as usually is tradition on your bobblehead night, to either have a good performance or hit a home run if you're a position player. We'll see 
if Charlie Morton is able to uh, utilize that, the fact that it happened on this homestand, I don't know. Maybe I'm grasping at straws. Either way, Charlie Morton gunning for his sixth one of the year. He's 5-5, five and five, Taiwan Walker 10-3. and three. First pitch of game two at Truist Park is set for 7.20 p.m. Eastern time as the Braves are now four and a half games back of the New York Mets and looking to pick up another game behind Charlie Morton on Tuesday night. Thanks, as always, for joining us on the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. We appreciate you making us part of your baseball and Braves regimen. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports here on YouTube, and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, a great night at the ballpark for the Braves in game one of a four-game series against the Mets, 13-1. to Atlanta over New York to move a game closer in the standings. He is Jake Mastriani. I'm Grant McCauley. We will come your way after game two of the series. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 